Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. Yo, we got something in the mail today that Did is we? very exciting. Oh, Felipe. Felipe. So tell, us, tell us what you're holding, Felipe. I know so it's hard to see. So we're holding the Social Media Marketing Awards winner for best use of short form video Caps Off podcast. Woo! Here we go. Let's Big go. Let's go. Look at that. Let me let me feel it. It's, it's really heavy. Can I would, I would assume. Don't pass it around. Yeah, yeah. This, this is about uh, 45. Is it, is it four, <laughs> four pounds. Four pounds right there. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, take out the decimal. Take Holy. out the decimal. That's 45. Oh, wait, give, give, give a little raise real quick. Mark, oh. We got a guest coming on in a second, but guest, I don't know if you could see it. Uh, it's little and see-through. <laughs> Incredible. So Felipe actually handcrafted that. I yeah, thought. this is this was chiseled in his basement. Yes. Chiseled with his yeah, jawline. He's been taking up welding a lot recently. I yeah. yeah. Welding yeah, yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. Can I see <laughs> this? Wow. Yeah, it's nice. actually quite pretty. He best used a short-form video. Didn't see the short there. And so the short-form video the has been pretty good. Form. Everything else we do is pretty <laughs> ass, but like, <laughs> honestly though, shout out Adam and Matan who yeah, edit all real. of our videos and they do such a good job editing. Y'all kill it. A lot of y'all That's listening real. probably came most of y'all probably came because of the TikToks and stuff like that, and that's all Adam and Matan. So shout out to you guys, yeah, good yeah. job. Well, also that's a testament to you. Also shout out the viewers for watching because that we you know we we would not be getting any kind of award without anyone who watches the videos and, and listens to the podcast. So appreciate everyone. Thank you very appreciate much. Everyone. All right, and it. because of that, we're <laughs> able to get <laughs> yeah, pretty cool friend. guests on the podcast, Damn like right. our good friend. Ooh. You like that, ladies and gentlemen? We got Marcus Mosher, friend of the game day, yes, longtime friend of the game day. Welcome on, Marcus. Happy to have you Long here. Long time Philadelphia Eagles truther. <laughs> nah, no, that's not true. But thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a minute since uh, we worked with the game day, so I'm excited to be here. Should we run how many beers or is, what? Are we uh, doing? Oh, man, listen, that, uh, that's a goat segment. How many beers? <laughs> Zero to come on this show. This is the best. If you're a game day, if you're if you're a true follower of the game day, you'll go back to our true old content and, and see uh, Adam Kramer and Marcus Mosher playing how many beers Bro, would, would they for them to like bet on something ridiculous. Yeah. Bro, was, going back even further, they won followers of the game day. Freaking take the points. Oh, that was good. Two years now? Yeah. Three years now? Yeah, also, like three years, really. Yeah. One three of the, years. One of the first things that blew up for us on TikTok was Marcus Mosher's power rankings That's every true. week. I don't know if you remember That's that. True. From we like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Just before we used to, my time. Yeah, it's well before Adam was here. We, I used to clip those out and post them on TikTok. Like right when we came. People, always, people would always be mad with like with like the three to the three and four rankings. They were all, Those videos oh, yeah. always popped off. <laughs> but anyway, we'll talk about... About this year's uh, Nobody NFL. Nobody cares about our history with the game day. So. I care, you know, and if I care, they should care. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember your past. Uh, but Marcus, happy to have you here. Um, we're going to talk about training camp. We're going to yep. talk about fantasy. We're going to do some some rankings, as we always do. Um, so I guess we'll start with training camp. Uh, I can't, I think we can all go around and give give one from this past week. I know, like pre a couple weeks ago, we did this. But what's one takeaway you've had from this last week of training camp? This last week. Jordan Love is... Cowboys, you're going to... Yeah. Go, go ahead, ahead. Oh, Marcus, oh, you go oh, first. Oh. Marcus, you're the guest. You go first. Close it up. Adam was being rude. <laughs> That's right. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be really, really good this oh. year. You uh, watch yeah. their defense. Their defense is going to be absolutely incredible. Micah Parsons is having, I think, the best single Ozzie. performance in training camp that I've ever seen in my 20 years of covering the Cowboys. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Eagles and win the NFC East, but they might. This are team you, is awesome. Are you saying this is the Cowboys' year? I'm saying the Cowboys have a really good chance. I'm not going that far. He knows. I'm saying knows. every Cowboy fan this, always says every year, this is our year to be. You got to tread lightly. The Eagles are still the favorites in the NFC, as they should be. They're an awesome, awesome team. 
But I don't think the gap between Philadelphia and Dallas is all that big. It's not. No, it's not that big. Well, the gap is Philly trying to catch up with Dallas, actually, at this point. Oh, oh, spit. A little spit for your troubles, too. He's drooling over the Cowboys. I injected so much of what Marcus said into my veins that it's coming out of my mouth right now. This shit is fucking wild. No, I agree. Like, no, the Eagles are the favorites in the NFC, and they should be. Coming off the Super Bowl, everything like that. But Dallas is, man. We knew Dallas was good. They were good last year, right? But I think they just got so much better from last year to this year. Marcus, I want to ask you this question because I said it last week. <laughs> What's so funny? Go, go, go. I said it last, I said it last week. Uh, this is the best Dallas team I've seen, I think, since I've been alive. For context, born in 1998. Shout out, bro. So not a 2000s baby. I'm not that young yet. Nope, congrats. But uh, <laughs> I think it's the, that's the best team I've seen. And like the teams that come up for me are that 2014 team, which was really good. Obviously, the Dez caught it year. 2007, I remember, was an incredible year. Devastating loss in the playoffs to the Giants. Matan's Shout Giants. Out. Shout out to the uh, I think those are the two teams that really stand out to me in terms of, like, amazing teams. Uh, where do you think this team stacks up? Yeah, I think it's better than both of those teams because they have so much top-end talent, like that 2007 team had, mm-hmm. but they just have so much more depth, especially on defense. I mean, they've got guys like their 14th, 15th, and 16th defenders on the team that would start for most teams in the league. I, I, I agree with you. I think this is the best Cowboys roster that we've seen at least in the last two decades. Wow. I didn't even have to get oh a hook in there. God. That was, oh. oh, my God. Well, okay, but what is, you know, obviously uh, the media has been showing us just a few highlights from trading clan. Training clamp. 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 Training clamp. And talk about getting clamped. Put on the Dak clamps. Prescott has been throwing uh, what looks like a lot of interceptions at training camp. Bullshit. Uh, thoughts, comments, concerns? Bullshit. I want Marcus to Who take care. I mean, Cooper Rush. Can Cooper I? Rush season. I think it's Cooper Rush time. It's time I for agree. Cooper Rush why, hour. Why do people care so much about Dak throwing interceptions in training camp? Isn't this when you're supposed every to throw quor- interceptions? Not only that, but every quarterback's throwing interceptions. It's, Aaron it's just that everyone's looking at Dak. Now, I, I don't know like the number in particular. I saw someone say this. I don't know the validity of it. But I saw that his numbers in training camp are like 44 touchdowns to four interceptions or something like that. They do a lot of red zone drills. And so so. I don't know if, well, if they do red zone. I mean, touchdowns are touchdowns. And interceptions are interceptions. That's what we're looking at. So nobody's talking about the touchdowns. I don't know the validity to that. Maybe Marcus Marcus knows a bit more than me. 92 to like 105 touchdowns. All right, Marcus. (laughs) Marcus? Other quarterback in the NFL is having their interceptions charted in training camp other than Dak Prescott. This is just a Dallas Cowboys phenomenon thing, right? Here's the thing. I want my quarterback throwing interceptions in practice because I I want him to find out what he can and can't get away with in actual games. This is a a Brett Favre, Patrick Mahomes thing. Like If you go watch Patrick Mahomes at Chiefs camp, he's going to throw seven or eight interceptions in a practice. Because he's trying to figure out what his limits are. That's exactly what Dak is doing in these practices. So get out of here with all this Dak Prescott hate for training camp interceptions. It doesn't matter at all. So Dak well, equals also, Patrick I, Mahomes. This I, is what I'm picking I, up. I, right I, I mean, like, I'm obviously a Giants fan. I'm not a Cowboys fan whatsoever. But, I mean, it could also just say something about the Cowboys defense, if anything. Right? It, like, it could. We're giving but, Dak shit, but why aren't we praising the Cowboys defense for making good plays against a great quarterback? So, well, like... No, I, I just, I, I just don't care about training camps interceptions. If it's Daniel Jones throwing seven in a practice, I don't, I, I don't care because yeah, none of this matters. Once we get to week one and Dak has a big game, is anybody going to care that he threw two interceptions in a July thirty first practice? Of course yes. not. Well, it doesn't <laughs> matter. July thirty first wasn't the best day for Dak, so yeah, I mean, I possibly. F- I feel like that's one of the hard things about training camp is judging 
what is the offense and what's the defense in terms of like the offense makes a big play. Right. You want to get excited about it, but did what the defense the, fuck up? Yeah, it's like is the defense somebody's ass? wide open? Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's so hard to judge. Yeah. And when you find yourself, yourself like I remember last year when Trayvon Diggs got burnt, I think, in like in a play by like some receiver that didn't even make the fucking team or some shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, dude, this receiver, he's, that's the next Jerry Rice right there. Like he just burnt Trayvon Diggs and the dude doesn't make the team. It's like you know what I mean? So, Was it Simi Fahoku? It, it might have been, been Simi. Honestly, it might have been Simi. It might have been Simi. So <laughs> it's, it's so hard. How do you, how do you like, find that judgment between, like, differentiating between a great play on offense or, uh, you know, a bad play on defense you, or the other way around? You don't. First of all, it's all about confirming your priors, right? If you thought somebody was awesome and he had a great training camp yes. practice, he's the best player that we ever saw. No, um, <laughs> no I think it's. It's it's the drum beat, right? You want to see somebody be consistently good yeah. day over day. And that's when you can start making takeaways. But a single clip on Twitter where a guy has a nice route and the DB misses, like that just just kind of forget about it. It's right. about how what you do over the course of five, six, seven practices nice. in a row. I'm uh, I know we've gone into like a fifteen minute cowboys hole. No, this is a cowboys I'm, podcast. I'm down. No, I'm yeah. I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Now I got into an argument yesterday with two Eagles fans who said, and I quote, Cowboys fans say this every year. And while you do, Marcus, can you speak on when Eagles fans and other, you know, fans around the NFL say Cowboys fans say this every year, but in fact this is probably, like you both said, the best Cowboys team in the last two decades. So what do you have to say to people that say you guys say this every year? Yeah, I mean, Cowboy fans generally are very optimistic, and they do believe that their team is going to go to the Super Bowl every year. But I do think this is, in terms of talent, the best team that they've had. It doesn't mean that they're going to win the Super Bowl or make it to the NFC Championship game. But I think anything short of an NFC Championship game is a pretty big disappointment. So that's where the expectations are. And I know Eagle fans are tired of hearing this, but the Cowboys are good. It doesn't mean that they're great, but they are a good team. They've won 12 games in each of the last two seasons. They're one of the best five or six teams in the NFL. Eagle fans just have to get over it. That's, that's <laughs> it's true. We didn't even get to, what, what was Jack. What was your biggest takeaway uh, or your you know biggest thing from the last two weeks or last week in training camp? I saw one video of Justin Fields threading the needle between like three defenders, mm. and I think he's going to be sick. Yeah. Oh, that was yep. nice. Yeah, I'm all like, for that. It, he, was, he threw it. He anticipated the defender going one way, so he threw it behind him, and then in between the receiver and another deep beat. Oh my! That's God. the definition of threading the needle. It was crazy, and he was moving to his left and through it too, which is pretty right, sick. Right you know through. who else was moving to now? Skip Adam. Uh, uh, I saw Dexter Lawrence throw Kayvon Thibodeau to the ground. Yeah, Did you see that? that was, Kayvon Thibodeau's a big man, and he, Dexter Lawrence. No, it was, uh, it was a Dexter no, it was Andrew Lawrence. Thomas. It was Andrew, Andrew Thomas. Thomas. Dexter yeah. Lawrence. Thank Andrew you. Thomas uh, is also you're right. You're right. Yeah, but Andrew Thomas. It was Andrew Thomas. He threw Kayvon Thibodeau to the ground. He made, that made more sense. Like, made, I was like, yeah, were the defensive yeah, linemen yeah, like fighting each other? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. He made Thibodeau look like a little boy. Yeah. Oh my God. Kayvon Thibodeau's a big boy too. So yeah. I think Kayvon Thibodeau sacks this year strictly off of that video. Oh, quickly. I mean, based like on that video, negative ten. Well, good saying, thing he doesn't have to go up against Andrew Thomas. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Really like, does that say more about Thomas or Thibodeau? No, I'm taking, oh wait, did I'm I miss here? Thomas. That? Andrew Thomas threw Kayvon or Kayvon? Through Kayvon. Oh. Like literally, like oh. Kayvon was like rushing. They were I doing like some it. rushing drills, but like some pass rushing drills, and like Andrew Thomas was blocking Kayvon Thibodeau, and he just like couldn't get through him and just. Threw him on so the Andrew Thomas is the next Trent Williams? Uh, better, yeah. Cool. He might be. He might be. I mean, he's he's a huge motherfucker yeah. too. You brought yeah. up moving to the left. I was just gonna, you know, call out Jordan Love. At one. Oh, thank oh, God! Yeah. Thank God! Yeah. What'd you? What'd you? Because you're always going Tua. Anytime you just go Tua, and it's like you can't just bring him a what? natural conversation into. I'm All right, give Jordan us Jordan Love. Love. I'm giving love to Jordan Love. Jordan Love was fucking hooping. 
I used on that one Packers, play that you on saw the one play, play. Oh, Denny, <laughs> Denny would have gotten sacked. He would have gotten sacked sack the first yeah. one or the second one. He probably wouldn't have gotten sacked. But it doesn't matter, right? Because we, we don't overanalyze in training camp. Jordan Love and the we Packers make, are going to win the NFC. Overreactions. That's what yep. we do. <laughs> Wait, do we have that? As a, I want to ask Marcus. What's the biggest overreaction in training camp right now? Ooh, that's a really good one. Uh, I think it's that Jordan Love is going to be awful, right? Because I think everybody's been talking about how bad he's looked in practice and all that kind of stuff, but. Again, it's practice. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about. It. I think Jordan Love is going to be a very, very solid quarterback. Mm. Packers are winning. There's a reason there's, he's still there, and they're using him for a year. I feel like they, if, yeah. if they knew he was shit, they wouldn't have him. Bro, he's also. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I feel like they've invested so much time into him being like Aaron Rodgers' backup that no matter what, they have to even like, they have to at least try it. They out. have to try it. Yeah, out of course, and, because they know in, they have. He was in the perfect situation. Years, That's exactly like, what every yeah. quarterback should get. I, I, you know, that's what you want when you're a young quarterback yeah. is to I learn under one of the greats. Way better than people think. Uh, yeah, that'd yeah, that'd be cool. Strictly because yeah. I saw those two videos and I was convinced. Hell yeah! Would you? You're bet, in. Would you bet on the Packers to win the division? NFC North? Yes, I would. I would absolutely. The not. NFC North. Why are you looking at me like that? All right, bro. All right, bro. You bet on them to win the NFC North? I would. Yeah. All right. I think Ooh. they have a chance to win it as well. Right. I don't know why there you, you go. Why was that hot? Like what? Why are you so <laughs> like mad now? You made me start to think. I'm like, are they not? In the no, NFC no, because you just sat there looking at me without giving me an answer. I just wanted confirmation. You were looking at me first. I wanted confirmation hey, that you had to win the more NFC things North. To talk about. I fellas. think the Packers, yes, can very well win. You said the, the Packers are going to win the NFC. North. North. No, he said I got North. cut off when I said the <laughs> NFC. That's why. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we wanted to talk about this article that we saw. Bleacher Report released this this list oh. of chaotic hypotheticals for the 2023 That's NFL the season. So, <laughs> my question is, which of these crazy hypotheticals would you want to see happen in 2023? Want or most likely? Uh, either. Let's say want and then see if you okay. think it okay. will. Uh, actually, no, let's say most likely. I might say I want. So, which of these chaotic hypotheticals do you think is most likely to happen in 2023? Ready? All right. The first one is Aaron Rodgers abruptly retires. Yeah, I want that. Like mid-season. I do not. You want that as a Dolphins fan? You know, it's going to be he he retires. Zach Wilson takes over. Zach Wilson wins the Super Bowl for the Jets. That would be incredible. The least likely hero. That would be so absurd. That would be a lot of fun, right? If Zach, <laughs> like, if Zach Wilson's career arc just turned into a backup quarterback that goes on to save the Jets season, like to be the superhero that the Jets have would, always needed and wanted, it'd be amazing. You talk about being enshrined, yeah. Oh my god! Put up the Zach Wilson statue immediately. Oh my no, god! No facts. <laughs> he can retire. He'd be the next Joe Namath. Like, <laughs> All right, the next one: the San Francisco 49ers acquire 49ers acquire Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill. I would love that as a Niner fan. Cousins, hell yeah, Tannehill. Oh, yeah. If Kirk Cousins goes to the 49ers, I think they're easily the favorites in the NFC. They've tried this for a while. Like, behind the scenes, they've tried to go out Mm -hmm. and get Kirk Cousins. It's just never worked out. I do think Kyle Shanahan and Kirk are going to work together again at some point. I saw, saw like, when, uh, I guess, when the Redskins at the time were trying to trade Kirk Cousins, or I think it was when he was a free agent or something like that, when Mm -hmm. he was available. The Niners were trying so, so hard to get him. They just got second place behind the Vikings. Mm. Puff. I would love to have him. You yeah. would be, I mean, that'd be insane. That's Kirk, all you need. I'm a That's Kirk all you guy. Need. Imagine him and Trent Williams coming out with the boombox. That'd be sick. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> Tannehill oh wouldn't God. be that bad either as like a rushing quarterback. I just feel like he's passed. Mm, nah, like you, you want, like nah, Kirk. Kirk's still dying. I'm not saying over Kirk. I'm not saying over Kirk. Kirk still got it. Tannehill, I, I don't think I can see him having a second career rejuvenation. I'm not saying over Kirk, but if there's any quarterback, like I, I hear I, we've seen what Kyle Shanahan can do quarterbacks. I hear you, but like, I feel like we're tired of seeing the Niners with mid quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree. 
And Tannehill's just adding another one of those guys like Jimmy like G. Like they've already like had a, that shit. Kirk, Kirk is actually a borderline top Kirk, 10 quarterback. Kirk like, could throw that ball, man. He could slang yeah. it. All right, next one. Sean Payton. I want Ryan, I want Ryan Tannehill. In, uh, sorry, real quick. I want Ryan Tannehill in Atlanta back with Arthur Smith. I think Ooh. that if, if Atlanta oh. got Ryan Tannehill, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a deep run in the playoffs. They've got Ooh. some wow. They got some pieces improve the defense. Oh. Ooh, so Wait, then, are you th- do you think the Falcons are competing as it is right now in that division? I think they have a chance, but I do think the quarterback's going to hold them back quite a yeah. bit. So I, I, that's why if you could get a what do we want to call it, Ryan Tannehill like a C plus at quarterback, yeah, sure. if you get a C plus. I think they win that division pretty see, easily. See, I don't, I don't mind that because it would fit Brody. well, but I just, I'm trying to picture Ryan Tannehill in that red, black, gradient uniform. It does uh, not work. Yeah, not that does, that does he's, only been in, he's only been in blue. We've talked a bit about this division real quick, and like none of us can fix. Like, no, who, who's gonna win? Right? Like, it's it's Saints, a bunch of it's, it's weird. I think the Saints are also. And than people think. so, who do you have one in the division? I'm curious. The NFC South. I got. The- I got the Saints, but I don't. I, I don't feel great about it. Yeah, like I feel like the Saints could go nine and eight and just yeah. play some gross football games all year and win that division. But again, if Atlanta, they've got so many weapons on offense, maybe the best offensive line in the league. Just get a competent quarterback, and I think nice. they win that mm-hmm. division going away. All right, here's a crazy, another crazy Desmond hypothetical on the topic. The Atlanta Falcons happen to be right about Desmond Ritter. I'm so down for that. Thoughts? Right comments? about Desmond Ritter? Like, yeah. like in terms of franchise, like basically he will be good. Well, he, he, <laughs> Desmond hasn't yeah. thrown an interception yet in his career. No, People that's forget. a great how point. Many, how many games People forget. Played? Whereas I, Dak Prescott. I think, I think he's thrown like 120 <laughs> passes. But Whereas Dak Prescott has thrown four interceptions in camp, so he's ass. Yeah, but Ritter, exactly. That's no just logic. He's, he's literally never thrown career. a pick. Not even in practice, too. I haven't seen any Desmond Ritter so picks, have you? how likely do you think it is that Desmond Ritter is actually the quarterback for the Falcons? He could be. Could not be. <laughs> All right. I don't good, fucking know. Good answer. Good Moshe, answer. what you got? I got the Falcons winning the NFC South. Mm, I like it. That's bull. I mean, they've got the talent on offense, right? Like, there's not a single spot that you can point to and be like, you know, they're weak here, except for quarterback. And if Ritter is the guy, why not? I'm the, the thing with the Falcons, though, is like you have a good offensive line. You have weapons. Like, you're not going to ask Desmond Ritter to do too much, I don't think. So, I think, and with the amount of pieces that they add on the defensive side of the ball as well, even though uh, didn't Jeff Okuda just get hurt, which is probably not great. Did did the injury come out? Yeah, they said it's a mild ankle sprain. He'll okay. be good. It's not like, like Jeff Okuda is a big difference maker, right? No, no but you had it was a good signing. He was a what, he was like a top ten pick. Yeah, but he was bad. He was bad, bad with the Lions. opportunities. Like, everything. I don't know that Lions team I was, has been bad. Something about Desmond Ritter though. He is like he's a winner. At Cincinnati, I think he went two straight years undefeated, and mm. his best weapon was Alec Pierce. That was not as chaotic. <laughs> like, I feel like are there some more chaotic? Yeah, there are. Uh, how likely do you think this will be? Sean Payton and Russell Wilson become absolute fire for the Denver Broncos. I also don't think that's chaotic. I think. By the way, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's what Bleacher Report. Cold wrote. take. No, I, I'm, that's my reaction. Absolute fire. I think yeah. I think they're going to be good. Yeah, I think they are going to be good. But like, what would we say? Good. Ten wins. No, I think I think Denver. Yeah, well, yeah, they're in make that the tough playoffs. division. They'll make the playoffs. Yeah, really? Marcus they might. I think it's more likely that Russell Wilson gets benched this year than that they're fired together. I think wow. there's a chance. There's a real chance here that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson just don't mesh. And this is why they went out and spent quite a bit of money on Jared Stidham to get like a quality backup. I I think I, I think Sean Payton's got some reservations about what Russell Wilson can do in his offense. I mean, oh, appa- my apparently, Lord. Apparently, he's not a big Russ guy. Remember what Payton? One of our, our coworkers said he overheard him at uh, the – the Nuggets game, saying That's that he, he's like thinks Russ is super corny and it's really mm. weird. He doesn't. No, well, he this. he didn't like that Russ had his own like 
his whole team of guys yeah, that yeah. like work with him and shit like Seems that like or he's whatever. Not a part of this so are the Broncos about to be a big dumpster Wait, fire again? Well, real, real quick, Marcus, are you talking? Are you hinting towards Russell Wilson's limitations as a quarterback, or like what is it for you? I think there's a possibility that Russell Wilson's just getting into the stage of his career where he can't really scramble, right? Because he's getting yeah, older right. and he's not really somebody who's going to win from the pocket like Drew Brees did with the Saints. So what do you have here? I, I think mm. just think there's a chance that he's a bottom 12, bottom 10 quarterback in the league. And maybe that's when Sean Payton feels like, hey, let's move on to somebody who's younger, more athletic, and just gives us a little bit more upside. Who's the backup who's, on yeah, the Broncos? Jared Stitt. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. But if they still had Jared Drew Locke. Nah, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Bottom 12, I did not expect to hear Jared that. Jared Stidham was carving up the Niners when he Last year, granted, we were super wrong about the Broncos. Like Marcus last has, season. Massive. Last that's season, remember, we were, we were beating the drum. I was, you were I was beating the, the Broncos heavy. drum. Oh, the, the Broncos are going to be awesome. Russ is going to be awesome. Yeah, obviously that did not pan out. Wow. Jared Stidham also has a large. What? Uh, next one. The Los Angeles blood. Rams hold a <laughs> mid-season fire sale. Penis. How long? Jesus. Why? Dude. Why do you know that? I don't. You never seen the viral picture? He's a, just a branch. All right. Can you answer my question, please? <laughs> we have a guest on. Come on. I'll, answer the, I'll answer the question. I think it's very the Los plausible. Angeles Rams, the Los Angeles Rams hold a mid-season fire sale. I think it's very plausible. That's, I would laugh, that would be I would laugh so hard. That'd be so funny. That would be crazy. Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald potentially on the way out. Matt Stafford to the Falcons? Mm. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> uh, don't you have to have like some quality assets to have a fire sale? Ooh. I think that's the problem with the Rams. Ooh. They've got like three Marcus. good players, and you mentioned them: Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. Everybody else is just mid, kind of trash, right? So I, I just don't see them being able to trade all these other pieces away at the deadline because I just don't think they have any other pieces. I can't wait for the fire sale because. I've been saying Stetson Bennett is going to be a good NFL quarterback if given the opportunity. Trade Matt Stafford the fuck away and give me, give me Stetson Bennett time. Let's I need go. to see it. Let's yeah, go. But, but you just said give it a good opportunity. That means his team's going to be terrible. Around no, him. that's not he, a good opportunity. No, it's going to be great because he's he's like that good, man. You know, he'll be fine. He is that yeah. good. He's Mark, the greatest quarterback to ever come out of uh, Georgia. Marcus, if you had to see Cooper <laughs> Cup Matt go Stafford to any other team, where would you want to see him go? Ooh. What about Philadelphia? Have him play in the no. slot with Ugh. AJ Brown. Like, if if Philadelphia no. is going to make this push, why don't you why don't you go all out and do it? Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about Aaron Donald? That would be disgusting, bro. Don't we agree? I know, but what? that's a, I kind of I kind of like the idea of these like super super teams where hey, we know our windows right now. Uh, Let's go out and trade for a thirty year old Cooper Cup him, just to try to win Lions. one Super Bowl. I, I think was, that'd be fun. Cooper Cup. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Fuck that. Oh, Dallas Goddard. Zacchaeus. You, and you, you're saying this, and you would probably be, oh. you would be crying in your bedroom if that happened. You know the Cowboys oh, are fucked. I'm already kind of crying thinking about it right now. <laughs> but it would be fun. Dude, that'd oh. be sick, I, I would love to see Cooper Cup on the Lions. Give Jared Goff one more weapon. You got Cooper Cup, Amon Ra. That'd be kind of nice. How about New England for obvious reasons? Uh, oh, yeah, I that like makes that. sense. I like that. We don't they, have to they, explain that one, do, but you know they, Belichick's going to be going after They do pretty well with uh, that type of receiver. <laughs> um, they, all right. They are really good receivers. With, with those workhorse, you know, first and last out. Grinders. grinders. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about the, uh, nice. the Tampa Bay oh, Bucks? Oh, what, what do we think? How likely is this? Sorry, I'm just showing them I'm a aware. You're five years old. You're five years old. I'm not five years old. I'm just, it was viral. I'm just 
The I'm Tampa Bay Bucks have a fire sale midseason. Also would love that. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin go somewhere else. I would love that. That one I don't think happens. I, I think the Bucks are actually still pretty talented. They have a lot of pieces still. They're quarterback and, away, I mean, so. they could. But I don't think Baker is that bad. Mosher might completely disagree. I think I don't think Baker's that bad. I think he can actually lead the I Bucks. It's the an right open division still, so I think they can still compete. Whereas like yeah. the Rams are not going to compete with the Seahawks yeah. or yeah. 49ers. So I just think it's a different situation. Yeah, I, I think that's the right answer because I think there's a chance Dude. even at the deadline, oh, Tampa Bay is right in the thick of the things in, in the NFC South. I don't think Baker's horrible, but I also don't think he's good. I think he's right on that you know kind of borderline starting quarterback, yeah. and with all the weapons they have, especially on that defense. I just think they're going to be competitive. So there's going to be no reason to trade away all these assets. Mm. I see it too. Yeah. Which fire sale would be more chaotic? The Bucks or the Rams? More chaotic the Bucks because the they Bucks. have more pieces to give away. They don't have to yeah. shell out the whole damn yeah. team. It's like, it's like that, that defense sells a lot of pieces. Yeah, bro. Like that Ram, bro. You the Rams, you have more Donald's? star power, I think, with those three. But like the Bucks, it's just they have more pieces. Well, the names are prob- the names are just bigger. Yeah, Aaron and, Donald, But they only have for like, Cup, three. Matt Stafford. Yeah. It'd be crazy. Oh, are you going to trade Van Jefferson for like a six-rounder? Squar- <laughs> like, What's that guy's name? Swaronic or some shit? Oh, Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek. He's, he's a nice Tutu Atwell. Player. Tutu, Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell. I like that guy. Like like ben Skoranek would be a great piece on the 49ers. Just a real gadget player. Can be fullback, a little slot. Or, you know? or in New England. I don't in know New England. Well, he would also yeah, there you go. fit in New England very well. Very so well. So would River Craycraft. No, he's... Perfectly All right. Um, I think this is the last one. Uh, what do you? How likely do you think this is? The Baltimore Ravens offense falls on its face. Oh, let's hear Marcus first. Not very likely, right? Yeah, Lamar Jackson's just really, really good, and whenever he plays, the Ravens win a bunch of games. Mm. This is easily the best skill group that he's had yeah. ever That's in his NFL career. I, I just have a hard time seeing them being below average, really, at anything because Lamar is just that dynamic. The, it would be pretty chaotic. Yeah. The one reservation I have is like everyone is hyping up this offense. That's going to be so good. Now they got Zay Flowers, OBJ. I'm like, OBJ's coming off a second ACL. Zay Flowers doesn't even yeah, seen play a snap in the NFL yet. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I need to see it first for a uh-huh. couple of weeks and then I'll buy it. If OBJ is like, OBJ, though. I'm just that. saying, but if he is, they're going to yeah. be fucking awesome. They're yeah, but if we're following the training camp narratives and we're saying Dak's ass, right? Who was the other play? Desmond Ritter hasn't done an interception. We're following all these things. Zay Flowers is better than Antonio Brown. We've heard that <laughs> once before. Oh, and yes. if you look at a training camp, Zay Flowers is being compared to, I mean, Jerry Rice. Right they just now, need so. one of these receivers to hit, right? That's if it's exactly. Zay Flowers, it's yeah. Odell, they'll be fine They're because they have Mark Andrews and because they have the running game. They just need one of these guys to be fine. Maybe was good, about Maybe was good before he was yeah. hurt last year, too. Rashad, like, they have pieces. Yeah. That's the thing. OBJ's wide receiver three, and not even if the that. option, yeah, if that, and not even option number three because you got Mark Andrews. And yeah. then you got J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins going to be a workhorse this year. Come on, bro. I think the, the most Ravens offense that's the most talented that, as fuck. That hypothetical is the most unlikely, in my opinion. The Ravens I, are going to be, I think they're going to be a top 10 offense. I, they're going to be disgusting. Top 10 offense? I think that's, yeah, I think that's easy. Modest? I think top five, yeah. Top two? Top five? Jeez. Yeah, I could What see offenses it. would you put above the Ravens? Though? Dallas? Dallas, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Miami, 49ers. San Francisco. I don't know if I'm comfortable KC. putting... Sam Fran without a just because the quarterback, bro. Come on. What do you mean? Just because the, the guy who touches the ball every single play? Yeah, dude. I, I'm saying it's not like the, they have like shitty quarterbacks that they're throwing out. There. I don't know, like, man. If, if they put out Brock Purdy this year and we could see we see a big regression because every team now has tape on them and they know how to defend against them, you never know. I'm still gonna put San Francisco. Over Me too. They're like top two or three until I see like going into the season. I've, we've seen what even a shitty quarterback can do. Excuse my language on Brock Purdy. 
a shitty quarterback can do in a Kyle Shanahan system. So until I see what the Ravens can do, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Well, I mean, what other teams? Then I think there's like five other teams. Talk shit on Brock, man. People talk shit on Daniel Jones. What would you say, Marcus? How many other offenses would you take over Baltimore heading into the season? Ooh, I think like eight or nine. I think they're right on the cusp of the top ten offense, and I think again, if one of those receivers can just be average, I think they could be a top five offense. Yeah. Okay. Seattle. Makes sense. Mm, interesting. Detroit. All right, let's move. I, we got a couple of fantasy questions for you, Marcus. Mm. So let's move in. Uh, this is also a recap. So this past weekend, yes. Alvin, this past weekend, Alvin Kamara got a three-game suspension. Mm. Uh, so we were talking about this. <laughs> is Alvin Kamara still worth drafting in fantasy football? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Right. I think the fact that it's only three games makes me want to go draft him even more. I was kind of avoiding him, you know, like in the seventh and eighth round because I thought it could potentially be a six game suspension. Only three. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll take him in the fifth and sixth round now because Damn. he's got so much passing upside. And we know that Derek Carr loves to throw the ball to the running backs. Alvin Kamara could just get absolutely fed in this mm. offense. Alvin Kamara was a guy that had his – I feel like the fantasy community is so off Alvin Kamara right now because of his efficiency. That was his worst season last year. But people forget Andy how bad Andy Dalton was, how bad the offense was, and he still finished as the RB16 in PPR. So if that was his worst year, and you're telling me he's being drafted as, what, like the RB30 right now, mm-hmm. he's at least an RB2. I, I'm – I want Alvin Kamara. I'd rather go wide receiver heavy. Alvin Kamara, you get him in the fifth round. You could even take him in. I wouldn't even be opposed if you wanted to reach for him in the fucking fourth at this point. Jack, he's a value player. I just don't like the Andy Dalton slander. That's all. Yeah, yeah he, he, he was he was serviceable last year. He was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, no worse, they were terrible. Worse than Jameis. Felipe, you want to draft Alvin Kamara? Jameis one one. Now I want to draft Kendra Miller. Mm. I, Kendra Miller. I actually already drafted him in Dynasty, so oh, I have to buy Obviously, every stock yeah, possible yeah. now. Um, but I. I don't know, Marcus. I want to hear it from you. I've heard a lot of good things about him in uh, camp, as especially as um, the guy that you should draft behind Kamara, not uh, Jamal Williams, obviously. Um, Jamal Williams, obviously, a touchdown machine uh, last year, but his, efficient, his efficiency numbers weren't great. Uh, what are your thoughts on, like, long-term for Kendra Miller and even this year as, like, standalone value, even when Kamara does come back? It's a good question. Yeah, so I, Jamal Williams is going, you know, much higher than Kendra Miller. He's going in the seventh, eighth, ninth round in most of your drafts now. Kendra, you can get undrafted or even later rounds. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Kendra Miller. They spent a, it was a third round pick on him. Mm-hmm. He can play on all three downs. He's a really good inside runner. I think these, that's the type of player that you want to draft late in your drafts because of the upside. Mm. And if Alvin Kamara is washed and he's just never able to stay healthy again, I think it's going to be Kendra who's the starter, not Jamal Williams. Mm. I agree he's with the that. TCU dude. He's yeah. a dog. Yeah, I, was, he's I had disgusting. to look him up because I had no clue who the hell he was before. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal Williams, is he's being overdrafted as well. I think Kendra yes. Miller's the type of yes. guy that you would take late in your drafts. Avin Kamara, I would want Avin Kamara and Kendra Miller. I know a lot of people don't like to draft handcuffs given, you know, 11, you want to take someone else's handcuff. But Kendra Miller, <laughs> hey, Felipe, you got a dog, bro. Yeah, man. Yo, I want Alvin Kamara, though. Are you drafting Alvin Kamara? If I can. Late. Or Late? I'm actually, in a, I'm doing, I've never done an auction draft this oh, year. Oh, I hate it. I'm doing an auction draft with my league. Hate uh, it. And uh, it's actually funny. I lost fantasy two years ago. Mm-hmm. Punishment was eat the pancakes. Never oh. did it. Hmm. So now I have a $25 dock on $200 auction draft. So unless I do the pancakes. So next Friday, what? if you guys want to visit me at IHOP. I, I hate the pancake the IHOP punishment, right here. bro. Yep. The pancake oh. punishment is literally it's a so reward, dumb. bro. Yeah, I was going to say. You go, you, you, you go eat pancakes. You need a fuck ton of pancakes. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. 
No, because after I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to do it. It's fucking long. Bro, time you're six eight. eight. You're six, you're six eight, hours. brother. So it's interesting. <laughs> it's actually not even. We we split it because that year we made a clause of like loser of the regular season if it's so a it's different person hours? from the set. No, it's it's I think eighteen. Okay. <sighs> I mean that's so still it's a little easier. Spending an still a long hop, time, bro. Like, like, so I gotta eat like pops, I gotta I eat whatever. I'm gonna and work. I've been it's to that Friday. I'm gonna no work from windows. home. Um, whatever. I'll, I'll get it done. Yeah, I gotta do it so I can get my twenty five dollars back. Marcus, over under thirty fantasy leagues for you this year. Oh, we're already over. Yeah, we're already over. I think right now I'm at sixty two fantasy leagues. We got a bunch coming up on the draft weekend. Brother. Going to a fantasy football conference out in Canton this weekend where I know I'm in six leagues there. So, yeah, we're in How 62 plus. Plus, if you count my underdog fantasy leagues, which are like the ones where you just draft and you forget about it, I know I'm over 1,000 already. Damn. Okay, That's oh, insane. wait, wait. Are you going to the Canton thing? Mosher, I will be there. We got to connect, bro. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'll see you there. I, okay, so I'm in like four leagues and I'm overwhelmed to shit. Me How too. the hell do you do 62? Like, do you know who to root for every week? I, I feel like you're just rooting for the whole league and against it. I just root for points, right? Well, there inevitably there's a couple leagues Rooting's that you just over. end up caring about yeah, more yeah. than others, right. and those are the ones that I root for. But it's fun. You get to get some, you know, some different players. You get to to play against some different types of people. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You have yeah. a bigger chance of winning, I guess. Then. But yeah, there you go. That's how many? It. How many? Last year, how many did you do? And then how many of those did you win? <laughs> so, season-long leagues, I limited it to sixty-nine. Nice, nice. Uh, I think I ended up winning about twelve of them, 11, 12, Just a, a one of them, I think I split. So I think it was a good twelve percent. altogether. That's a pretty, pretty good dumb. clip. Yeah. <laughs> so for for nice everyone challenge. listening, this is a shout because I was going to do that anyways. Actually, Fantasy Football Expo. If you're in Ohio and Canton, Hall of Fame. Maybe Kevin Walsh will be there. I think, oh, I think he might be there. He was yeah. there this past weekend. If you're there, come through. We're going to be there the game day. A few of us will be there. I'll be there. Scotty the and, King. Uh, Scotty the King. We're going to mm. be creating some content. It'll be fun. Marcus, have you been to one of these before? I've been to all of them, actually. Oh. I think I've been to every single one. They are an absolute blast. Okay. So make sure you guys check it out if you can. How long have they been doing it for? Uh, this will be the third year in Canton, and then they had two in uh, Las Vegas before nice. COVID. Got you. That's a that's awesome. a tough yeah. change from Vegas to Canton. Marcus, <laughs> yeah. Marcus, you yeah. said you've done sixty-two fantasy drafts, or I guess you're in sixty-two fantasy mm-hmm. leagues. What's been your favorite fantasy start this year out of all your drafts? Like, not even you don't have to name specific players, but like, kind of, are you going wide receiver, wide receiver? Are you going zero, you know, zero running back? What are you doing? So, so what I've figured out so far is I just don't like the wide receivers that are available like in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. So mm. I've been drafting typically three receivers to start, in, wow. at least in my first four Oof. rounds. And I love getting like end of round one where you can double up and you can go CeeDee Lamb and Devontae Adams or uh, maybe you go Garrett Wilson and A.J. Brown. I just think your team is so much fun when you start wide receiver, wide receiver. Mm. I highly, highly recommend it's it. It's so wild how fantasy's changing because I feel like the last like 10 years I've been yep. playing, it's always like, get that Dude, running back early. Get yeah, that running back early. running back first. And now it's totally, this is the year it shifted. It's nah, year. nah. It's been no, like the past like six years. years. The past like five or six years I've been like receiver heavy. This is where it's really like, shifted where like, a receiver is the first overall pick. I don't agree because like, the, these last this lat, this is might be the actual first year where you don't sit there saying like, okay, there's not a real bell cow. The only you, bell cow you haven't been up. following my guy Marcus Mosher, been on the zero running back strategy for years. No. Marcus, I've been on your train, bro. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like right You're late. I, maybe, but there's still He's room. In the caboose. There's, still yeah, the I'm in the back. Well, well, let me ask you, what running backs do you feel really, really good about going into the season? Because I, I look at the running backs and it's like every single one of these guys has a major question mark where somebody like. 
AJ Brown? Like, what what are you really worried about with AJ Brown? The only Boston running Sam. back that I actually feel comfortable with Deuce in Vaughn. the first round, Deuce Vaughn? <laughs> besides Devon A. Chain, is Bijan Robinson, not Christian McCaffrey. No, interesting. Because Christian McCaffrey's still a guy that, like, he's still going to probably be the he's RB one. But I'm just looking at if, if you just look at the way rookie running backs and top twelve capital has turned, you know, paid. Panned top out. Top 12 capital, the salary cap, you know, the way. No, no, the top way. 12 capital. What do you yeah, mean? If, if you draft him within the top 12, you draft a running back. In that first year, these rookie running backs have been a top cap. five running back in fantasy. Bijan's mine, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Tyler Algier had 1,000 yards. I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey, who is still the best, you know, weapon in the NFL from the running back position, but at the same time is probably going to have less of a workload. Okay. I don't want Austin Eckler at all. I don't know what the Kellen Moore offense is going to look like. Quentin Johnson's also there. We don't know what Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor is. Derrick Henry in the second round, like Bijan Robinson is the best running back to have right. in the first round. So, Marcus, what's the rebuttal there with what's the risk with Bijan? I think my only fear is that is this offense going to be like in the red zone a lot, scoring touchdowns? And you mentioned Tyler Algier. He had a thousand yards as a rookie. Why wouldn't you try to get him on the field at least a little bit yeah. to spell Bijan? But I kind of agree. Like, if you're going to draft a running back in round one, Bijan's the guy that I want because I think he has the highest floor. And whenever you spend, was it the number eight pick on a running back? You know you're going to get touches. So that's the one I'm, I'm comfortable with. But still, I'd rather just take Garrett Wilson, C.D. Lamb, yes. A.J. Brown, any of those receivers there. Well, to your point, quickly, like Cordero Patterson, the first like seven weeks, even though he missed like two or three weeks, he was still one of the best running backs in fantasy last year. It's just good. He still got into – so they are going to get into the red zone. And I think that offense is going to be better. Yeah. Defense is going to be better. Bijan's the only running back I'd want in the first round. Let's Texas. talk. Let's talk about some wide receivers, though. Uh, we saw this tweet from uh, who is this? The Joe Hoka Holka Show. Joe Holka. 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 Pronounce the, the L. Joe Holka. Sure. Joe Holka. Okay. Know. Shout out the Joe Holka Show. Hulk. Anyway, the Joe Holka Show tweeted: Who do you think is least likely to finish as a top twelve wide receiver in twenty twenty two? I'm gonna give you a list of a few receivers. It says twenty twenty two. Mm, 2023. 2023. It was, yeah. It's a, typo. It's a typo. Typo. In 2023. Holka. <laughs> Shout out Holka. Uh, Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, or Jamar Chase. Devontae Adams. AJ Brown. I, I think it's Devontae Adams just because I don't know how he's going to mesh with Jimmy Garoppolo. His, it has not been great at practice so far yeah, out tough. in uh, Las Vegas. It's been rough. And they brought in Jacoby Myers. Drafted Michael Mayer, a tight end in the second round, and we know they want to run the ball. I, I'm just, I'm really worried about Devontae Adams not having the touchdown totals that he had last year, led the NFL in touchdowns, mm-hmm. and just not getting the consistent targets that he got from Derek Carr. Yeah, I can see that. I can see, yeah, Devontae Adams feels like the most likely one, but it also wouldn't shock me if A.J. Brown, now he, Devontae Smith resurges, baby. Devontae Smith over the hey, second half of the season was up? better than A.J. Brown. Devontae Where'd you get that stat of? Felipe Fontes. There you go. Sports I, I, do, I do talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I do talk about that. Yeah, no. From the back half of the regular season throughout, throughout the playoffs, Devontae Smith actually outperformed uh, A.J. Brown through a lot of metrics. Uh, Marcus, what do you think about that, uh, Devontae Smith's progression? Because I feel like we were waiting on it. I'm, <laughs> these guys are laughing because I always talk about it's like, dynasty, it's not bro. My, it's not my fault. My dynasty team is just stacked with talent, okay? So I'm going to talk <laughs> about these guys. I'm going to talk about just them. You know what I mean? We're going to get to Zach Charbonnet later, but... Uh, of course, Devontae Smith is continuing to improve. Uh, so, what's what's that? Uh, is he going to take away at, from AJ Brown? At some point, I don't know if it's this year or next year, but at some point, Devontae is going to become the number one receiver on that team. Yeah, I mean, it's, you just look at his profile from somebody who won the Heisman Trophy at Alabama that. to have the start that he did with the Eagles. 
I mean, he's a absolute star. And I think there's a chance that it's this year where he's just the bona fide number one wide receiver on this team. I think it's still going to be a 1A, 1B situation. But Devontae, one of the best values that I think you, you can get in your di- dynasty drafts and in your redraft are leagues you about the this year. Uh, I didn't win the first year, oh, so. I I but I'm going to 2P. So would yeah. you rather, Marcus, <laughs> would you rather than yeah. wait on Devontae <laughs> Smith <laughs> a couple rounds later than drafting A.J. Brown that second round at the end of, you know, at the end of yeah, that one yeah, because I think because I think you can get Devontae in most of your drafts in the late third, early fourth round, where you have to spend a first round pick for the most part on AJ Brown. I have no problem taking Brown in round one, but if you ask me Brown in round one versus Smith in round four, it's not even a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's man, a good insight. You know, it's it's hilarious, man, because I remember when he was coming out of college and what do you weigh a buck, a buck seventy five, and there were so many concerns with his weight and if you'd be able to play and all this type of shit. Skinny boy. I feel like we see that with some of these guys coming out now and Devontae Smith is like who he points will be like, was it really, is it really a concern? Because if you can ball, you can ball, especially at the receiver position. Dude, winning a Heisman as a receiver is unheard of. Like he was so fucking Never happens. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I love these episodes because I get to just take mental notes of what I'm going to do with I my fantasy still draft. Ripped any just don't draft. Where, where are you yeah. drafting Simi Fajoko? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, these are, these are like the it, in my deep, deep, you know, 30-team dynasty leagues. Uh, I probably Last still round. He goes up probably still not. How deep are you? He goes up probably still not. Yeah, you're drafting like middle schoolers in that shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, Marcus, before we wrap, drunk. we love to do this with every guest we have. I got a That's hell of a, value a team pick, right bro. now. Marcus Mosher, can you give us your top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah, so without looking, no notes. It's Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, and I think there's a big tier after him. I'm still going Josh Allen at number two just because of the rushing ability over Joe Burrow, who I have at three. Then I think it gets a little bit more challenging. I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I'm going Justin Herbert at number four. I think Justin Herbert might be the most underrated quarterback in the NFL mm, right now. I, I think he's, absol- he's absolutely phenomenal. Then we go to number five. This is where it gets a little bit Wait, tricky. Marcus, Marcus, sorry. I need to interject. Why is Justin Herbert the most underrated quarterback in the NFL? Because he's just as talented as Josh Allen, and I think he's more accurate. I, I just think he's on an offense that has not Thanks. really helped him a lot. Now that he's got Kellen Moore, I expect 45 total touchdowns, 5,000 yards in yes. the Chargers to win. Justin Herbert, 11, MVP season coming? Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. You get him at 10 to 1, 12 to 1 right now. I think he's a great bet. Hammer it. I don't Hammer mind, it. I don't mind. Mind. The game just, you just, yep. We just hope that Costco worker Brandon Staley doesn't hold him back. You know, that's the only re- reservation go. I got. Costco All right, who's five? Uh, five for me is Lamar Jackson. Still one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league. It, MVP, I think when he's healthy, he is maybe even higher than number five. Now it gets tricky. I think the top five to me are pretty set. Once you get to number six, I'm going to go ahead and put our guy Jalen Hurts at number six. I think Mm. I saw enough from him last year to put him up inside the top six. Is he going to repeat what he did last year, though? Can you are you confident in that? No, I am. He's somebody who's just gotten better every year that he's played football all the way back to high school. And with those weapons and that offensive line, I just and his personality. He just seems I like do. he's such a hard worker. I, love it. I, I just I can't that, I can't see him not working out. Bro, and 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 he's from Texas. And he's from Texas. That's Don't a good point. Good look, yeah. bro. There you go. Yeah, yeah. nah, it hurts is like that. Really no, handsome. No, no and he squats 600. Su- no Don't forget. Suggestions. Let's let him let's well, let him right, cook, all right? 
All right. Number seven, we're going Trevor Lawrence. We we didn't see it a lot last year. I thought he got better as the year went on. So it's a little bit of a projection, but I think from what we saw in the playoffs, I mean, he's going to be a, a rock star. So I, I'm putting him at number seven. Pretty now confident. Ridley, too. Yeah, oh, my God. Ridley looks oh my nice God. in camp. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going number eight. Dak Prescott. I mean, I know the interceptions are, you know, whatever. But do we even remember who led the NFL in interceptions in 2021? I'll tell you, it's Matt Stafford who went on to win uh, a Super Bowl. I just don't care as much about the interceptions. Every year that Dak is the starting quarterback for the Cowboys, they're like number one or number two in points per game. They're going to be fine. Dak is a very, very good quarterback. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Felipe, as soon as you said Dak Prescott, the biggest smile opened up. No, we had to know he was coming at eight. I mean, at that point, right? I like right. how Marcus is giving us like a pause between each one so we can react to these. It's I fantastic. Know. All right, number nine. Give us nine. I'm still going with Aaron Rodgers. I know the play was really bad last year, and it, was, it, it just wasn't fun to watch, but Aaron Rodgers is still one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen, and I think he's going to have – a little bit of a resurgence this year with uh, with the New York Jets. You're saying that as if we expected him to not be in the top ten. We all expected him to be higher. I, I expected him to be in like, in like five. five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought too. So I thought he. Well, I mean, he he wasn't a top fifteen quarterback last year. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, but we all know you, can, you can't forget back to back MVPs just the year before that. So and then who's you yeah. got at ten? Mr. This is this is the really this um, is the really really hard one for me. I'm going to Sean Watson. And I know last year was on rough, the field. but on the field. Yeah. On the field. Remember in 2020, he led the NFL in passer rating, yards per attempt, QB. So I mean, just everything. I think this year, year two in Cleveland with Kevin Stefanski, we're going to see a much, much better Deshaun Watson. I feel pretty confident that he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. On the field. Yeah. On the field. Hey, we always have to make that clear well, every time you talk about we're huge. Now. We're huge Deshaun Watson fans. On the field. On the field. Bro, get it, bro. The listeners get it. We just have to clarify, bro. I'm not going to say that I'm a fan of him off. If someone to clip this out, we just want to make sure that, like, if you say it quick enough, you can't really. We're huge fans of the. You ever see, like, a watermark over a video? Yeah, that's us. Rip it without credit. Yeah. We are. I'm going to speak for myself. And, and you can and me. You can as a football I'm a, I'm a player. Big, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. On the, on the field. field. All right. Well, can up. I speak for myself? Let him speak. I'm Let him speak. God forbid. And no, yeah, I think what you said, like his performance before everything has. Everything went down, obviously. Uh, he was just so freaking good, man. He was he was a top three quarterback. I think it was like safe Easy. to say at that time. Yeah, it was, and it was like so, Brady and him. I think the question now is, we're we're on the higher end of Deshaun Watson because a lot of people field. aren't, <laughs> a lot of people aren't haven't gotten there yet because he didn't perform that great last year. Obviously, I just off. don't know. I just don't know. Uh, can he get back to where he was, or is this expectation of him to get better? Is it is it just top ten? Is he gonna get to top seven? Like, can he get back to top three? Like, what can we expect? I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson had an MVP type of season. Which, by the way, do not bet on him to win MVP. There's no way he'll ever win that award ever. Yeah. Just letting you know. Yeah. But in in this offense, with the expectations being so much lower than they were at this time last year. I I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if he doesn't perform like a top ten quarterback. And I think, could he be right back inside the top five discussion ahead of Lamar Jackson, yes. ahead of Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. All right, dope. Mm -hmm. I think Sean Watson is I, football was better, but you 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 play too much, bro. Yeah, facts. You play too much. Yeah. I'm just 
I was oh, trying to keep. I was trying to like gather my just fucking question. question. He's going yeah. crazy on the side. I'm just helping you. We out. just we just got to make sure that. Uh, yeah, you, bro, Deshaun Watson oh, gonna be a top five quarterback by the end of this. By I, this time I, next year, Deshaun Watson will be a top five quarterback. Football is better like with Deshaun like Watson balling out. Like when you had Patrick Mahomes, yes. that game, that playoff, that game, playoff game was so good. Deshaun Watson, Patrick oh Mahomes God. going back and forth. That that Texans Chiefs oh game, it was just incredible. Just great quarterback play. I'm, yeah. I, I was I was like if Deshaun Watson beat him in that playoff, I was about to say like Deshaun's better than Mahomes at that. Point. Mahomes he was is that Mahomes if good. he doesn't beat Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, I was gonna at say all. like I feel like Deshaun Watson was like yeah, on that, that comeback, precipice. That I also think for the, the Chiefs. Br- was I also think the, the Browns are probably the biggest AFC sleeper this year because people are forgetting yes. what Deshaun Watson is and what the Browns did in the offseason. The and you, so you give him Elijah Moore. Oh my God, Elijah Moore looks nice too. All right, well, Marcus, this was a great time. Thank you for coming on, and you know. Teaching me a little bit about some more fantasy because I got to keep Where do you put Tua? keep taking notes. Just ready. Uh, Tua's eleven. I was just gonna oh, mention that okay. really quickly. I think Tua is either eleven or twelve for me. Him or Kirk. For me, it's only health because his on the field ability is every bit as good as some of the other quarterbacks that were ranked at seven, eight, nine. So, I, I he's right there. Mm. Okay, second second question before Matan wraps up because Matan hates talking about football. Yeah, clearly uh, that's why I wanted to end the podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, I feel like you're an outspoken Steeler hater, you know? Um, and Absolutely, yes. yes. <laughs> and so uh, that division, the AFC North is really good. Obviously, we just talked about the Ravens a bit. The Bengals, we don't have to speak about them. They, they're consistent success in the past few years. Brown sleeper. So I feel like the Steelers are an underrated team. We've kind of talked about them a bit. And there's, I think, some kind of consensus around that. Like, they have a... They'll they can play. Mike Tomlin never goes under 500. Uh, Kenny Pickett actually performed better towards the back end of last year. What's the expectation with the Steelers or even that division in general? Like, what do you see happening with that division? Yeah, so they have the the worst odds in the AFC North to win as, the division. But I would be actually as, as they should. But I would be absolutely shocked if they finished last yeah. in the AFC North. That's just because it's what Mike Tomlin does. Like, he's going to grind out wins. They're going to get to 9-10 wins. They might even be a playoff team, mm-hmm. but I just don't see them being a playoff contender because I don't believe in Kenny Pickett yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. How do you see that division pans out then at the, at the top between I'm, – I'm assuming you have it between the Ravens and, and Bengals. Yeah, I, I would not be shocked if the Browns won this division. I think when you look at the the rosters, they've got the best roster on paper. Yeah. And again, if we mentioned uh, mentioned Deshaun Watson, if he plays like a top 10 quarterback, I just don't see any way that the Browns don't win 11, 12 games this year with that roster. Mm. I'm, I'm with that. Are they better than the Bengals? The Browns? Yeah. In terms of the roster, yeah, but the difference is the quarterback, yeah. right? If, it, yeah. But, again, there's not a lot of difference in terms of talent between Burrow and Watson. And now that Burrow's already banged up, it's making me even more likely to go bet on the Browns to win this division. I love it. I mean, if we yeah, want to just take cool. Joe Burrow's two years versus Deshaun Watson's. It's not even comparable. It's not even Watson's better. Watson way better. Deshaun Watson yeah. clears him. Yeah. Nice. Well. I hate football, so let's stop talking about anything. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right, Marcus, again, thank you for coming on. This is a great time. We'd love to have you on again during the, during the season. Absolutely. Um, and uh, good luck in all your fantasy leagues. I hope that all you 69. win. All 69. Like, I, hope you, I hope you up that percentage from 12 to, like, 15 this I year. I hope you have a very nice time. I appreciate that. Go ahead and enjoy the pancake challenge. I'm oh. looking forward to hearing <laughs> about you. I want to see that, yeah. Hey, uh, we also blast, need bro. to get a see-me jersey. Replace the one on the right. There you go. Yeah. I got you. I'll see you in, I'll see you in Canton, though. I'll uh, reach out. Yes, to we'll see you later. Yes, All sir. right, thanks for All listening right. to the Capsolve podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. The Capsolve podcast is brought to you by the Game Day. 
Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Parodi, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers. Thank you.